Hello and welcome to Geeks with Shields, your home for all things good nerdy in this, the darkest timeline. I'm Axel Wright, and with me as always is... Lord Commander Auric. So, today we're doing a simple, you know, kind of easy episode that we've been wanting to do for a while. Me and Auric are both um, fans of the online show Death Battle. It's one of those concepts that really appeals to the you know the the nerd and us specifically because we used to do stuff like this all the time before we were aware this was a thing i think everyone has i mean this is the schoolyard argument of do you think batman can beat superman p.s superman owns batman i don't (laughs) want to hear it well honestly superman owns 99 percent of fictional characters because superman is just a god Uh, yeah but anyway besides the point uh so yeah we're both uh fans of the series and we wanted to take a moment to just like you know talk about it um not for any particular like reason nothing necessarily is coming out we just uh we're like hey let's put together some of our ones that we really liked talk about why we like them stuff like that like for instance while the actual battle is always you know fun i mean the main reason i watch usually is for the you know the breakdown i like seeing all this like weird it's very specific kind of information and stats about a a character that i you know like or even one i don't know about it's like that's what's interesting about it yeah i think this show has done a lot for a lot of people to go huh i never knew about you know insert character here but after watching them beat the shit out of that character i want to know more and there's always those really fun ones you know just the one-offs like uh smoky versus mcgruff (laughs) yeah while uh, not one of my favorites, just when they announced that, I'm like, how does this play out? What is the lore of these two? What are the stats? For those who don't know, apparently because Smokey can freeze time and grow to any size, he wins. But, uh, <laughs> uh, well, like... A bear beats a dog. Come on now. Well, okay, so a good example of what I'm talking about is that um, the the f- not the first episode I saw, but the first episode I saw that made me want to watch more really was luke skywalker versus harry potter and a big part of that is because i don't know star wars extended universe stuff so when they explain one of the main reasons why luke ends up winning spoiler alert for death battles um is because luke has an ability called shatter point where basically he can use the force to hone in on the weakest a structural part of something including a person and then he literally uses the force to rip open harry's like head that was like that's really neat and barbaric and awesome (laughs) see i wonder with uh the whole rewriting of the canon would that battle still turn out the same way well to be fair um at this point how much of the canon has actually been rewritten is still up for a lot of debate. I mean, Admiral Thrawn or Grand Admiral Thrawn is still part of the uh, official because they brought him into Star Wars Rebels, and he is a big part of um, you know, some of the best extended universe stuff. So a lot of Luke's journeys um, in between Last Jedi and Return are like not necessarily canceled out i mean a lot of them are but a lot of them aren't as well so it's hard to say i don't know i just know like they've started going they've redone a couple like uh mario versus sonic they redid because well they've changed the formula a lot yeah um well with mario versus sonic we're talking about death battle right that that was an interesting concept because 
the the original they did it twice and then the original they were like all right we're just looking at the entire lore of these characters but if you do that you include archie comics sonic who can run across the universe in like you know a handful of days or something and you know it's ridiculous so then when they redid it for their 100th anniversary they were like all right we're just going to compare the video game characters and once you do that mario comes out on top which you know makes sense yeah so you want to go ahead and like you know just start talking about some of our favorite episodes well i already did luke versus harry is one of my favorites but my other my my favorite season one episode by far which i'll make the second i talk about is a uh, batman versus spider-man now i'm not a big batman fan really we know this uh, we here at geeks with shields are not a big fan of batman <laughs> but uh yeah. At least this half is a huge fan of Spider-Man because I'm one of those, you know, kind of comic book geeks that Spider-Man, I related to Spider-Man more than most other fictional characters. So that one, which was still, like I said, season one, so the animation is very simple, but it, uh, I don't know, it was just very effective. Like, it's still to, to see that, that, like my favorite part of that one is straight up seeing the battle and also them talking about how, um, spider sense is in some ways one of the most broken fictional powers in existence i mean the great thing i love they bring up is that spider sense on its own doesn't actually do a whole lot because uh spider-man has to be quick enough uh to actually respond to what his senses pick up but still like complete omni awareness like that's pretty crazy yeah <laughs> Uh, then, no, one of my favorites is uh, Godzilla versus Gamera because I fucking love Godzilla. <laughs> well, same. That was on my list as well. Uh, I I like Gamera too, actually. But I, you know, we both grew up as kaiju fans. I I think we talked before about. Um, I remember mentioning grew up. I had the the like the milk crate full of Godzilla cassettes or uh, yep. VHS cassettes. Yeah. I'd never heard of Gamera before this, so this was kind of new to me. Like, Flying Turtle, okay? Uh, I think I talked about it before, but my first exposure to Gamera is actually my, my grandfather went on a business trip to Japan, and when he came back, he had a Game Boy Advance cartridge, uh, several of them, that had, like, a bunch of Japanese games on them. Like, yeah, it was like a demo disc. I didn't but... understand any of it you just mash the buttons yeah yeah but it was like a demo disc but in cartridge form and one of them had a gamera game that was like a turn-based fighting strategy game i don't know it was really neat but where's yeah. our good uh kaiju fighter game where is that a good one <laughs> the closest we have is actually well kaiju no doesn't exist anyway well actually the the only good kaiju fighting game would be um primal rage uh and that's yeah. pretty old. <laughs> so, we just get a one from Toho Studios where we get to fight all the Godzilla monsters. I mean, is that too much to ask for? Apparently, but yeah. with uh, with Godzilla versus Gamera, I did think it was funny that going into it, I was like, Godzilla is the king of monsters. So yeah, unless they bring up some ridiculous nonsense that I don't know, uh, Godzilla should win this. And then they were like. Yeah, Godzilla actually weighs nine times as much and is like a lot bigger than camera. So I just looked at uh, combat records like Godzilla's been whooping people's ass forever. Yeah. And I mean, atomic breath. Come on. Well, the fact that uh Godzilla also turned into a cartoon for a while there, you know, meant that he had some feats that were 
like Toon Force ridiculous. Yeah, I've got to love those Toon Force. Uh, another one I know we're both fans of was uh, Gundam versus Optimus Prime. See, that one was great because I had um, a similar reaction in that when it was first announced, I was like, oh, that's probably going to be Mobile Suit Gundam because yeah, because has some anime. Ridiculous... Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Has some ridiculous feats. And then they started going through the the details and before they even got to the the fight they they said uh one of optimus's pros was nine million years of combat experience and i was like well oh there you go that's it's one of those things where like as much as i love death battle you do realize that they have certain kinds of information that they will key on to it almost becomes like a weird kind of game where it's like okay something that they share is going to be like you know the, probably going to be key if this is a close battle at all uh and the second they said that i was like that's that's one that's gonna be a, a key factor i wasn't sure if that was gonna be the deciding factor but it was one of those ones like okay that maybe gives optimus a chance because typically in these ones when it's any character versus an anime character i'm like well they got an uphill battle because anime rules are stupid it's funny though because historically death battle has had anime characters lose like they made a joke about it themselves and uh one death battle that i disagree with the outcome more than any other which is um gara versus Toph, because well okay for a lot of reasons but really it comes down to like gara has ninja training and he doesn't need to move his body in order to manipulate his element where Toph does the second that gara has Toph in a sand coffin it would be over but anyway um they make a joke about it in that episode. They're like, why do we kill, keep killing these anime characters? It's so. Yeah, I guess they have been assaulted at conventions for the Goku versus Superman episode. Which is dumb because like we said, uh, Superman is a, is a god. And not even like a Greek god because those also exist in the DC universe. He's like an Abrahamic god. Even more than that. Just because you don't like the outcome doesn't mean it's official. You can debate about it. As Axel just proved, he disagrees with the verdict and he has his own opinion. Yeah, and uh, I have yet to have anyone convince me that uh, Gara would lose the top. I totally heavily disagree with Death Battles uh, there. Anyway, um, but by the way, as a side note, I might sound a little weird. And that's because my sleep schedule is so absolutely messed up that I'm like running on weird fumes of sleep right now. So just you know, for you, the audience, be aware. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, Gundam yeah. Versus Optimus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gundam versus Optimus. So that was great that I got to at the beginning. It happened very often. At the beginning where I'd be like, all right, I think this guy's gonna win, and then to have to and then shift over before the battle actually starts, and then be right about it. Right? Like I've had okay. sometimes where i'll think one person's gonna win they'll start explaining it and i'll then be more iffy but not like a full oh okay that this guy's gonna win instead so every once in a while there are ones where like it's a character i really like and i don't want them to lose but the majority of time is like i don't really have any skin in the game like i like transformers but i'm not like oh if optimus loses i'm gonna be devastated hmm. i mean the biggest thing i had was uh john bailey was voicing optimus so that was like okay that kind of wants me to lean towards optimus but it wasn't like oh no if optimus loses i'm heartbroken but uh the battle i think that's just the battle alone was one of the best ones they've done that definitely looked great it's funny because that whole like 
um, like a character, want them to win. My favorite example of that for me is actually uh, Ratchet and Clank versus Jack and Daxter, because that was one that I didn't play the Jack and Daxter game, so I was like, I don't really know what Jack and Daxter's feats are, but I played the shit out of Ratchet and Clank games, so I was like, I want them to win just because I'm a Ratchet and Clank fan. You had a personal, you know, uh, yeah. connection. Exactly. You know, my uh, Thor versus Raiden, I'm like, okay, I know Mortal Kombat, I like Mortal Kombat, uh, but I love Thor. Thor needs to win. That one was really one of the first ones I was kind of holding my breath. And then they got to the end. It's like, this wasn't even a challenge. This is yeah. one of the most one-sided matches we've ever had. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I love they talk about like, oh, it seemed like a good idea at the time because Thunder Gods from Judith River. But the more we started looking at them, Raiden just doesn't have anything to, to do to Thor. Yeah. And then, you know, we get that great follow-up episode of uh, Thor versus Wonder Woman. Which uh, I'm not bothered by. I mean, I get that there are a number of Thor things that aren't brought up. Like, they don't mention the Odin Force, for instance. But I do think that I I, I was leaning towards Wonder Woman to begin with, even though I like Thor, like, a lot. So that was Here's interesting the thing. Much like anime fights, when it's versus a DC character, I will typically kind of go, okay, DC characters got the advantage. Because DC characters are kind of written broke. Well, yeah, you would think that, but actually, if you look at the record, I believe Marvel characters have won more often than DC characters. Uh, it's like DC characters are written to be idealistic, so they come off as uh, broken, but when you break down the feats, Marvel characters tend to be more like ridiculous, actually. Cap versus Batman. Batman 2099 versus Spider-Man 2099, or Batman Beyond. Um... Wonder Woman versus Thor. Okay, but then there's like one on one versus Rogue, for and instance, was uh, a Marvel win. I think Spider it's three versus Batman. Three at this point. Um, Spider Man versus Batman was a Marvel win. Venom versus Bane was. Oh a yeah. Win. Oh, Doomsday versus Hulk. Yeah, although that was using Doomsday, which is ridiculous. So. Quicksilver uh, uh, versus Flash, but that's countered by Hawkeye versus uh, Green, Green Arrow. Arrow. So I guess they're more balanced than I thought. It's just, I don't know. When I think, you know, DC Comics lore and the characters, they always feel kind of broken. And this is probably influenced by the fact of Batman fans telling me Batman can beat everyone because Batman. Yeah, but think think about a good example of that is think about Iron Luther. Like on paper, Lex Luthor seems like the more broken character, especially because he's a Superman villain. But when they start looking at like, oh, you know, Tony has survived a nuclear explosion because of his his suits. That and, was a really good fight. I liked that one. That was one of the first ones I really started watching them regularly. Yeah. Was anyway, that. tangent. Uh, you mentioned how Optimus versus Gundam is like a really great fight. My favorite fight for the fight is actually one with two characters I had no stakes in at all, which is uh, Solid Snake versus Sam Fisher. I am not a Metal Gear Solid or Splinter Cell fan. I've never really cared for either of them. So going into it, I was like, yeah, all right, interesting to see how this goes. I'm pretty sure Solid Snake's going to win because Metal Gear Solid is ridiculous. But yeah. uh, but then um, then the actual fight starts. You got Christopher Sabat voicing Solid Snake, which is just awesome. And it's animated so well and it's not just a fight it's kind of like a story because we got these two characters who are you know like you know stealthy and operative so they kind of built that into how the quote-unquote fight goes down that's you know it's my favorite done 
actual battle in the series? Uh, for me, it's pure nostalgia, but Voltron versus uh, Power Rangers, the Megazord. Mm. That one was just because that is childhood nostalgia for me, and it's giant animal robots beating the living hell out of each other. <laughs> yeah, I had no investment in that, but I'm not a a Saban or Sentai guy. So oh, I love me some Power Rangers. I was heartbroken at the end of that episode, but oh God, that was beautiful. That was an awesome episode. But in you terms know, of uh interesting ones, I think the Afro Samurai versus Samurai Jack, just art style alone. You know, I was about to mention that one but for a different reason. Although art style is great, but so most of the time the my favorite death battles are the ones that like, you know, are are interesting and you don't really know who's gonna come out on top top for one reason or another that one was announced and i was like first of all about goddamn time they bring samurai jack in. i've wanted to see like, samurai jack versus roni kenshin for since like season one but fine after samurai instead but then at the same time i was like it's gonna be jack there's like it has to be he is like the world warrior in fiction so that was one of those uh in a long list of death battles that is like obviously one-sided still like to see it for you know visual reasons and to see the breakdowns that one but like, was one they said this season they've been doing is they're just taking the number one requests maybe not the most balanced but these are the ones that people have been clamoring for so i think that now that samurai jack is in you know the canon or he's a bit of contender we can finally get him up against some you know real opponents well not that afro samurai isn't a real opponent he's got but some not on the same level yeah. samurai jack yeah plus i'm saying it's like Samurai Jack is, it's hard to think of an opponent who matches him because either if if they're somewhat grounded in something resembling reality, like Jack kind of is, then I'd almost always give it to Jack. In order to go to overcome that, they would like, it, it's that, uh, you know, like if you're clicking levels, he, he's in between like two clicks, right? It's hard to find something that I think can match him. You got to start going into the anime realm and finding some an anime samurai that's not god tier, but maybe demigod tier. Which is why I originally wanted Roni Kenshin, because Roni Kenshin can do things like swing a sword so fast he creates a vacuum. That anyway, but uh, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, that was that was uh, my kind of thoughts on that. There are a handful of battles like that. Like when I heard Venom versus Bane, I was like, oh, poor Bane. There's no hope. <laughs> so it's a little i mean my i think my favorite example of a obviously outclassed uh was flash versus quicksilver because it's like most of the time these marvel versus dc like there's a good argument to be made and of course the most famous speedster from each one but like there flash is, is just again he had, i think core justice league characters they're all ridiculously broken well flash breaks even dc's flimsy reckonings of what physics and and rule sets are like so that's why they just created the MacGuffin speed force to just be like okay he can do this because speed force so yeah. they don't have to even bother no he's a ridiculously broken character and that was a good episode but even i knew going in like oh no quicksilver's doomed because flash just operates in his own rules yeah he's Basically, right there with superman exactly i mean flash outran death man it's it's that doesn't make sense but he did so <laughs> uh anyway we're going a little long for a buckler so one last death battle i want to mention that's my other 
that's my favorite, like probably my favorite overall death battle. Like I said, Snake versus Fisher is my favorite, like for the battle, but my favorite overall for the battle and for the characters and for like the information is definitely Guts from Berserk versus Nightmare from Soul Calibur because Berserk is very important to me. I've got a Berserk tattoo after all. And watching that one, uh, especially because at the end, right, like Guts ends up winning, spoiler, and they come back in and their explanation uh, is Boomstick just starts yelling, this is what Guts does every day. <laughs> so he lives in a world where everything is trying to kill you, rape you, eat you, or all of the above. Yeah, we've kind of talked about it. My general vibe from uh, Berserk was this is a Warhammer fantasy anime. Which is fine with me because I feel like that's the kind of impression that gets you to watch it or read it. So, <laughs> like I said, it just needs a better art style. I, I just, I, the art is things. Uh, no, my number one go to is Doom versus Darth Vader because those are two universes I really love, but I never really knew that much about Doom because I'm not a Fantastic Four, you know, guy. I'll but, admit that's one that I was like, Darth Vader has no chance. Going in, I was like, there's no, unless there's fucking something in the EU that you've never even heard of, there's no way Vader can beat Doom. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty convinced Doom was going to win, but it's like, but Vader, you know, he's got some pretty cool stats. I knew more about Vader. And then, you know, the more I learn about Doom, the more like, I like Doom. I want a country. I want a kick-ass mask. I should become a techno-sorcerer. Yeah. By, by the way, we take a moment to, we talk about the battles, but... um. I think I, I finally mentioned Boomstick, so I just want to talk about the, the host for a second. Wiz and Boomstick, are, uh, I'm not tired of them. I feel like Boomstick's shtick, his comedy shtick, should have gotten old a long time ago. And, I mean, sometimes it can be a little like, okay, this joke's running on too long. Like, there's a, a bit in the Snake vs. Sam Fisher episode where they're talking about, like, preparing for camping that is a joke that goes on for about, you know, 10 seconds too long but for the most part the two hosts acquit themselves very well over the five seasons or so and i still enjoy them and now they're animated which is pretty neat yeah no i love uh the cast i watch the podcast they do afterwards with a lot of the writers and animators that's really interesting um i love the previews like i love that they have some running jokes that they keep, you know, joking that someday they're going to sit down and do the whiz versus boomstick death battle <laughs> going back and reviewing every tweet, every video, every reference to get every scrap of information that has ever, you know, been put out there by them. It would be a good April fool's episode. Certainly. I think it'd be a great episode. Like they've got this great running joke about a goose in the air events, which you only know if you've been watching forever. Hmm. Yeah, so I, real quick, sure. uh, before we wrap up, who is your you know death battle you want to see that we haven't yet seen? Um, oh man, we talked about this pretty recently because it, like I said, it was Samurai Jack, uh, for a long time. Um, I'd like to see Jury Han, uh, from Street Fighter get into something because she's one of my favorite fighting game characters. Period. And I know that generally the ones for her are like Jury Han versus Molina from Mortal Kombat. Or, um, that could work. I don't, I don't like fighter versus fighter always. It's kind of dull sometimes. Uh, I, I like them. I mean, I liked like Ivy versus Orchid and Rog versus, um, oh, and I can't remember the Killer Instinct boxer's name. Anyway, that was a good one because it was a boxing match. Yeah, yeah. So I could dig those. But there's, 
there's definitely something um, more that uh, I'd like to see something a bit more that isn't just two characters. Like, do another team matchup. Like, maybe get something with a Star Trek ship in it. I don't know what you'd put them up against because 40k. No, uh, no. <laughs> but uh, that one like, will only end one way. Yeah, yeah. But like, find an opponent that could make sense for the the USS Enterprise, like the original Constitution class one. Now, admittedly, at this point, it's like find an excuse to put a Star Trek ship in there, which means that whatever opponent you find is probably not going to match up. That's the feeling I got from um, Star Fox versus Buck Ro- Bucky. O'Hare, funny, yeah, Bucky O'Hare, where it was like, oh, they just had to find an opponent that could let them put Fox in a fight. It's the, the feeling I got, anyway. So, uh, so it'd be yeah. a similar thing. So I'd like to, I'd like to see that. That'd be really cool. Um, just for something that's like different. Um, I also would like the idea of, uh, so that's that's two I've mentioned. One that's actual like a regular, one that'd be something different. Uh, you know, like a, a crew, a ship crew versus a ship crew. Like maybe you can get the ship from Andromeda. Or Farscape. I don't know if Farscape has ships, but one of those like kind of sci-fi things like Star Galactica. Yeah, yeah. Like one of those kind of series that has a ship of relatively similar kind of level of technology and pit that against a Star Trek ship. And then um I'd also like to see like a species thing. Like I had this idea a long time ago where if I could do like a simulation. I like the idea of having like five planets and that are all filled with like caveman level humans. And then on one planet, drop a couple Zerg. On one planet, drop some Borg. Like, uh, you know, keep drop, dropping these kind of like, you know, take a mass army kind of species and then see. You are a cruel and unjust god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Wait uh, for they... my amusement. Well, they, the, the, they need hosts to take over. I wouldn't mind if they could finally answer the alien versus predator debate. That's not a debate, man. That's anyway. um, If they do do that and a predator doesn't win, then that's just dumb in my opinion, because I've read a lot of alien and predator lore and in general predators hunt aliens. I know, but you know, I would, well, maybe we up the ante, but something along those lines would be cool. Yeah. But I'd like to see um, maybe something like, put the flood versus the zerg I, I mean i think in that case the zerg would destroy the flood obviously but something like that where it's like take an entire well-known like species and match them against another species yeah now mine go to one i will always say and again it's a community thing but i want hermione versus juggernaut uh okay it's a long-running joke if you watch the podcast you're saying, but i just want to know does juggernaut's magic armor counteract Hermione's magic. I would say yes, because if you don't, if any of you don't know this, Juggernaut's power, he's not actually a mutant in the comics. His power actually comes from a connection to a god uh, through a gem and also through a bloodline. Juggernaut's really crazy if you read about yeah. him. So, and but I he's, he's got Juggernaut something, and I think that would be interesting. Plus, hey, it would answer a long held fan debate. He's the Juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> really? Anyway, we've Go been going. Yeah, we've been going uh, too long, and I um, the only other things I'm Shredder versus Silver Samurai was awesome, and Ryu versus Jin was awesome, but the way I didn't expect. You have any closing statements? No, I at some point I'd like to see a 40k one, but it's not going to happen because 40k is just broken as fuck. Yeah, uh, it'd have to be an individual kind of thing. Even you, then, it's still. Uh, maybe you could put Superman against the God Emperor. 
I think the God Emperor walks away with that one. But see, that'd be actually interesting because they're two basically near omnipotent characters. You can make that. It'd be better that'd than be interesting. Go. That'd work. Anyway, so thank you for listening. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, whatever. I think that this is probably going to be on SoundCloud. It might be on YouTube. I don't know. But the more people see this, the more we grow, the more we grow, the more we can do, blah, blah, blah. So do whatever the internet things you do to you know support. If you want, you know, it'd be nice to help us out, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. Uh, so as always, this has been Axel Wright. And Lord Commander Ulrich. Be sure to tune in next time, and as always, stay honorable.